For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Oh, to Jill Gillen. Call the Hogs to the round of eight for the very first time. History for the Razorbacks. They will face Nebraska on Saturday for a spot in the semifinals. How deserving. How deserving is this Arkansas team led by Jill Gillen? Chuck, first time ever, man. It was very significant for Coach Watson and every other young lady yesterday that figured out to get it, how to get it done. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you go to a place in the history of your program you've never been before, I mean, that's a, that's a major accomplishment. I watched a good bit of it. I know other people did, too. It was on ESPNU. You know, the thing that I, 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 I appreciate about this, and, you know, when you played the highlight right there, the first name they mentioned was Hannah Hogue. That's a Fort Smith Southside girl. It is. And, uh, you know, now some of the other players are from other, you know, other places. You've, you've, you've got them from all over, but you can see how the sport's grown. Um, I've got to admit, I, I, I feel like I'm late to the party on this because I've watched them some this year, and I've asked myself a time or two, you know, how come you haven't been watching this all along? You know, you old guy. I mean, you think it's just football and basketball. How come you haven't been watching this all along? And they were really good. I mean, they're they're really incredible athletes. And um, congratulations to them. And it's a, it's a senior group that's led this team. Not going to pretend we, you know that you know, have have watched like you the ins and outs. But this will be the group when you look back and hopefully sustain success five or ten years from now. This will, you know, this could be the group led by Hogue that got it all started. Well. This is Jason Watson's accomplishment, and I take nothing away from those young ladies. It's all their accomplishments, but, um, you know, he came in here and took over a program that was nothing. Uh, I mean, it had, uh, uh, it had fallen off the wayside, and it was almost an afterthought even, you know, within the women's program. It, you know, it just was. I mean, it was, they, just, they just didn't win. And he's come in here and turned it around, and obviously you do that through recruiting. You know, it's it's not like everybody's got the same level of players, and one guy outwits another one. I mean, you got to go out there and beat those people on the recruiting trail. And I think, obviously, when you look at that, he's done that. Now, this you know this this Jill Gillen they were talking about. They interviewed her last night. She's from Stillwell, Kansas. Uh, that Taylor Heads from Winterhead, Florida. 
So, I mean, they've, they, they've, they've got athletes from all over the country, but they've also got a pretty good mix of Arkansas girls, too. You know, I just think about the high school volleyball in our state and how it's grown leaps and bounds over the last decade to 15 years. And you look on the western side of the state, a lot of the programs that make hot springs in the finals, Fayetteville was state champion, Bentonville's really good, Southside's had a long-standing great tradition, Northside has as well. But towns like Mansfield, Hackett, Paris, they're routinely deep in their state tournaments, win state titles. So I just say all that, to, there's a culture building uh, with J.O. volleyball, travel volleyball, those things, and then the high school volleyball that hopefully, kind of like baseball, it took time, can become a feeder for that program within our own state. Well, you hope so. I mean, um, it's about funding. That's the reason all the places you named are on the western side of the state. I mean, it's about funding. You know, we're not here, you know, we're not talking about volleyball teams in Arkansas from over in the eastern corridor. I mean, I mean we're just not. This is about funding. And um, this, a lot of the schools have the funds for it. A lot of them don't. But the ones that do, um, it's a very popular sport. And you've got, um, and when I say popular sport, not just in terms of activity, not just in terms of, hey, let's field a volleyball team. Um, let's win. You know, let's, let's, let's mm-hmm. develop players and let's win. And I think a lot of programs have that attitude on our side of the state, and it helps a lot. Yeah, and it gets overshadowed because – for those that don't know, high school volleyball season's right in the midst of high school football season. And, you know, so it, it gets lost a lot of times in that shuffle. But yep. anyway, congratulations to them. Five o'clock, they'll play Saturday. Um, it'll be on TV on, uh, ES, I think it's ESPNU again, or is it yep, two? Yep, five o'clock, ESPNU. Yeah, so so right, right after uh, basketball, mm-hmm. you can check that out. Mm-hmm. And speaking of basketball, uh, I know a lot of people wondering about Trevin Brazil at this point. I haven't gotten an update after Mus talked to us earlier this week we did see an injured Tremont Mark come back in this game on Monday and he got asked earlier this week hey what's kind of his role coming back in the fold going to be for Saturday here's what he said in regards to Tremont Mark you know that was the decision that we had to make was you know do we only use him if needed or do we let him get back in the flow with his teammates and not have too long of a layoff obviously we went with the decision to play him you know, I think it's it's a huge positive for him and for the team because we won a big game against Duke without him. And if we would have gone into this Oklahoma game without him playing in the last two games, I think it's a rhythm, it's a flow game, and I think it certainly gets effective now that he's back. I mean, we all understand the roles and everything a lot clearer with him back in the lineup. Chuck, Tommy was asking me earlier what I thought about Caleb Battle being inserted in the starting lineup. I don't think they're going to put him in there. I think Mark would be a, a bigger possibility there. They've been playing Chandler Lawson kind of at the center position. I could see Tremont Mark playing that four, but there is going to be a shift. Trevin Brazil can't go, which I'm presuming he's not going to be able to play. There will be a shakeup in the starting lineup tomorrow at three o'clock. Yeah, somebody's got to replace him. That's for sure. I um I, I would suspect Mark. You know, I don't I don't know exactly how he's going to juggle it, but. I would suspect, you know, Mark would probably be back in the starting lineup. You know, what Musk was talking about there was really talking about their decision to play Monday. Uh, there's no decision now. He, he's, he's, he's 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if he's 100% actually, but, I mean, in, in terms of is he going to play, is he going to – can he start, and can he do all the things you need him to do? Yes. And so I would uh, – uh, and I will say that, you know, what Brazil's injury is, you know, when you're talking about a sprained ankle um, – 
you know, when you talk about your wheels, that's a tough thing to come back from right away. Yeah. And Matt, again, I was talking, Matt Jones was talking about it this week and just staying off of it. And we've had sprained ankles before, but must the word he used is severe. Talked about there's one thing to have a little bit. That was the word that really caught my attention. And I know technology nowadays, it's changed a little things in the medical side of things. But but the body I, hadn't changed. Yeah, you know? I, I, I just... Joints and ligaments haven't changed. Yeah, and even if he's back, I don't think he's going to be the same explosive player that we've come well, to expect when watching Trevin Brazil. And well, it, I think, yeah, I mean, this is... You know, this is not a season-ending knee injury. No, I mean, no. I, I, don't, I don't think we ought to go overboard on this. No. But, um, you know, it's a basketball sprained ankle. It may keep him out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. If he does play, he's probably not going to be able to do all the things you'd like him to do. But he might. And, um, you know, we've, we've, we've seen guys do things before on sprained ankles. But um, I think he's going to be okay. I, this is this – is, I, don't, I don't think this is anything but a blip in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, again, is a big opportunity for Arkansas. They're 0-1 to this point in quad one games. They're right now outside the top 100 in the net rankings. It's early. You're going to have plenty of opportunities once SEC play starts at this point. But this would give you at least an initial one when the NCAA tournament selection show rolls around at the end of the year. Well, it's an important game, whether it's a quad one game or whatever. I mean, you're playing Oklahoma. You've lost three ball games. They're undefeated and ranked. I mean, it's a it's a big ball game. I do think, and Musk said this earlier this week. I think to talk about the net right now, I, I don't I don't think it means anything. I, I don't I don't I think it means like less than zero, frankly, whether <laughs> where they are in the net. But um, yes, at the end of the year, when they start adding up quad one wins. Well, they got, you know, seven quad one wins. They got four quad one wins. I mean, it goes into the equation then. But um, I don't even know why they I don't even know why they put it out now, yeah. just to well, be honest with you. He, he gave reason for that. He just, you know, just gives him something to be mad about. It's way too early, so to me it's irrelevant. You know, we have a whole SEC schedule that's going to determine a lot for a lot of us, just as all of uh, anybody that we've played. I mean, once you get into conference play, it is what it is. You know, we have a game Saturday. That's really all we should focus on. I mean, people start talking about March Madness, and it's, well, I don't know what it is, December 5th or 6th or something like that. And people, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. So it gives you guys something to talk about and gives something for me to be in a bad mood about. Yeah, it's funny. We You, you hear that phrase a lot. Something will come up, and somebody will say, well, it just gives the media something to talk about. Well, now, sometimes that's an embellishment. In fact, a lot of times it's an embellishment. In this case, it's exactly right. I mean, it's 100% on the mark. The only reason to bring the net out, the only reason to release the net in December is to give media people something to talk about, fans something to talk about. Um, your, your, your net's going to be fine if you do well in the SEC. Your net will be okay. The odds and the lines and those type of things over under aren't out yet for tomorrow. There are a couple prop bets that Bet Saracen already has up. See what you guys think about some of this. Arkansas team over 38.5 rebounds as a team and over 12.5 team turnovers. You better get after it on the boards. OU yeah. out-rebounded Providence 41-23 to the other night. You better be ready to roll there. They're right. top 30 in the country offensive rebounds. I'm going to say that's an under. All right, let me give you a couple individual player props. Devo Davis over 7.5 points and over 2.5 assists. Over or under? Yeah, he's been in kind of that that eight nine range. So yeah, I'd say over. And his assists, he's been pretty solid in that area. Over and, and uh, off the bench battle over nineteen and a, or pardon me over sixteen and a half points and over seven and a half 
free throws made. Over Ch- Chuck, we were you were talking about this on the podcast yesterday. I think Scotty Bordelon looked it up that he's had more twenty plus point performances in the last like two seasons than he has under that. I think that's right. Well, I think what they were saying, and I I just kind of caught this as as I watched the press conference. I believe that what they were saying was if you go back to his final games at Temple, like he's played what nine games here. I'm taking that to mean Scotty said if you take same number of games at Temple. His last games there, he scored 20 points more times than not. So, uh, I mean, he's had a lot of 20-point games. But he can score. Um, You know, as I've said before about battle, I think once he – you know, when I see Musk get on him, and and he does, um, it's always about what happens – or generally it's about what happens on the defensive end. And, you know, Musk gave the big, long comment about how good they were offensively shooting the ball, and his last comment was, yeah, but we got to get a whole lot better defensively. So they're very good offensively, very good offensively, and, 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 and they'll, they'll learn his defensive system as we go. Bob tried to give him a compliment in the press conference about their layup defense, and he responded, he's like, yeah, but we got killed at the three-point line. So it was uh, he is, he's not, and no coach is ever happy where they are well, on December the 8th, but... There is some they great... did give up 83 points to Furman. Yeah. They did give up 83 to Eight, Furman. Three, I, know it, you know, I know it was an up-and-down kind of game, but they gave up a pretty good number of points that night. All right, there's more of those prop bets. You can check them out on the Bet Saracen app. If you haven't downloaded that to your phone, do that. They'll have the lineup, I assume, later today for the, yeah. uh, you know, the betting line, the over-under, that kind of thing. BetSaracen.com for videos and more information. Just for what it's worth, guys, on all of these prop bets, there's none for Trevin Brazil, so... Take that for what it's worth. Yeah. And uh, they don't have a bet on whether or not he'll play. No, they should, though, shouldn't they? Now, here's the one I think I would even money, get. baby. It's just yeah. like uh, it's just like playing roulette, black or red. Is he going to play or not? Now, here's the one I think I'd take the opposite side of Joseph Pinion over two and a half points and over half a steal. I think that'd go the other That's way, right? That seems like money, right? All he's got to do is get one steal if he yeah. plays. And hit a three. And hit a three. Knock down a three, yeah. steal the ball, make a three, bang, he's yeah. in the money. I go. will say, Musk was confident. He's like, Joseph Pinion has more steals per minute than some of the starters at that point. He was, that's one of the things he's been irritated with is they foul a lot, but they have not necessarily gotten as many steals as they have. But they've blocked your, a lot of shots. And that is, too, top 10 in the country in that area. You're missing one of your you, – I say you're missing. You might be missing one of those key guys if if Trevin can't go tomorrow. All right, let's go to the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Welcome in Larry, who's in Sardis, Arkansas, this morning. Larry, welcome into the program. Hey, I don't mean to change gears on y'all, but I don't I don't get to call in very often. And with all the NIL talk and everything going on, I had one quick question. Why am I supposed to be loyal to the university when nobody up there is? The coaches leave when they get ready. The players leave when they get ready. How can I get invested in this program when nobody cares about it but us? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I do understand what you're saying. I don't think you're. You know, the fans are the only people that care. I, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. But. You know, everybody's got to make their own decision on whether or not they want to give money. And, and, and nobody should feel guilted. You know, you shouldn't be guilted into it. If you want to give it, give it. If you don't, don't. But um, I think that's taking it a little far to say they don't care. And, and to say Sam Pittman and loyal, I don't think is accurate. Now, you know, there's a lot of fans that want to fire him, want to move on. A lot that, I mean, so how loyal are we? <laughs> you know, a guy has a losing season and it didn't go well and, you know, you want to run him out of town. So loyalty is a two-way street. Yeah, loyalty is one of those terms that gets bandied about a lot, you know, bandied about a lot, and 
you know, this I, I don't I, I don't think loyalty is an issue here right now. I don't even think loyalty with some of these players that are leaving is an issue. I I think some of them think they're making a business decision. Yeah, it, it's perceived that way though from our from not just our fans but other people. And I get it to a certain extent. Why do we love Devonte Davis so much? In-state kid, his fourth year, he's had issues on and off the court. We know that. But he's in year four, and he's one of like 13, I think, SEC players that are entering their year four at the school. Arkansas fans cherish You just don't see that in today's day and age. So there is an extra level no. of respect. Does that make Jalen Williams like or Isaiah Joe not loyal? No. Well, no. I think also, too, Ty, you have to be honest about this. A lot of these guys that are there for four years, I mean, I love Devo. But if he'd had an opportunity to go to the NBA after his first Fact, or second 100%. year, he would not still be here. 100%. Uh, I mean, some of these guys that – and, again, I'm not knocking. I, I love Devo. He, he's Mr. Razorback as far as I'm concerned. But I don't want to get on the guys that leave early. Right. No. I mean, I wouldn't say Jalen Williams isn't loyal. And no. He, he, did not, what, he made his decision that was best for him. I'm not yeah, – again, and I'm not saying that, but I'm telling you that's how some fans – think of you not necessarily moving on to the next level of their professional career but i'm talking about more of the transfer portal well the transfer portal you're right the transfer portal you're right people do perceive that as a question of loyalty and look we can sit here and talk about loyalty but anybody listening to this program right now if you've got a family and you don't take advantage of opportunities to improve yourself and your quality of life and your family's quality of life, then shame on you. Um, that's how the world works. That's what you do as an adult. Um, you have, you know, for example, Rocket's a father. You know, Rocket's responsibilities to that child. And all of us, when it comes to our jobs, if we have an opportunity to improve ourselves and improve our standing, we do it. Sometimes we leave a job thinking another job's going to be better, and it's not. Happens all the time. So, you know, sometimes we talk about, well, these kids, they're going to find out the hard way. Well, you know what? We did too. And so did our parents. And so did their parents before them. And your children are going to be this way. They're going to learn the hard way. So there's no perfect system. And kids are going to make bad decisions. Some of them are going to make great decisions. Um, but that's just the, that's the landscape that we're in right now. And I, I, I can talk with you about how this is not, not entirely good. But um, none of us are changing it right now. I do know that. Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. I talk about them pretty much every time I'm on. There's a reason for that. I've got a great relationship with them. It was developed through their work on my behalf when I was buying and selling a home. First as a buyer, then as a seller, and then as a time or two more and on, on both sides of the table. Every time, every moment, I knew I was being represented by someone who understood precisely what was going on. The line of communication was always open. That's a really important thing. When you've got a lot of money on the table, maybe the most you've ever spent, a line of communication is important. It's nothing worse than calling your realtor and not getting a call back. Um, you'll get a call back from Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. In fact, they'll call you before you call them. Uh, I can tell you that will happen. That will be your experience when you partner with them. So if you are buying or selling, let me recommend them wholeheartedly. They've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're in Branson now. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. And I, I want to do make this point before we get to Mark. We were just talking about Caleb Battle. Battle's on his third school. Started at Butler. Yeah. At Temple. Lotto, and now he's at Arkansas. I haven't heard a single fan out there 
talk about disloyalty when it comes to Caleb Battle. <laughs> That's a pretty you're good just point. Ex- you're ecstatic that he's on your team. So we can't on one side get mad at players for – we can commend players like Devo for saying because we love him. In-state kids stay four years. But we also can't then be critical of, and we have to be excited about Caleb Battle. It's a two-way again. That's how I look at it. Let's talk – Go ahead. No, no, no. Take the caller. All right. Let's talk to Mark, who's in Fort Smith on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Morning, Mark. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Uh, Ty, this is your uh, new acquaintance from the Jam Mark there a couple of weeks ago in Fort Smith, uh, Mark Morgan. Anyway, I want to spread a little sunshine this morning, way off subject, but I was working at the K-Keg when uh, Chuck Barrett was on. I know. I know who this is. I know who this is. Yeah, I know you do. And, uh. I wasn't there a month, of course, and they sold out to the big corporate deal, which I had been running away from like three stations before you just couldn't get away from. Anyway, I would rather, if the Hogs are on TV, I turn you on on the radio because you you call a way better game than them knuckleheads on the TV side of things. And uh, I always do that. They say, what are you doing? I said, I'd rather listen to him, watch it, but listen to you. So you've done well, my friend, and keep up the good work. I well, thank it. you. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you saying that. That's a throwback. A throwback for you. Check how many people I've we met your old roommate a while back, Dennis. I mean, how many people call in nowadays and are just like, Hey, I worked with you so and so and you have to like circle back twenty Well, I worked up and down the dial. I mean I worked yeah. literally up and down the dial. Uh, throughout my 20s. So I've worked job, with a lot huh? of these guys. I've, uh, yeah, good enough, guy. Hey, I entered the transfer hey, portal. He wasn't loyal. I was, I was, I was loyal. Hey, loyal. Hey, hey, here's the truth, man. I was, uh, I made the transfer portal fashionable in radio. <laughs> Any, anybody that walked up to me and offered me an extra 100 bucks, I was there. Yeah. And I figured out about 27 or 28, that probably wasn't the way to yeah. go. Oh, man. That's, uh, yeah, good old, uh, good old days. I started doing baseball when I was 28, and that kind of stabilized me. Uh, that's my age, so maybe I'll get stabilized at some point. I don't know what's going to keep me down yeah. at some point. But again, Arkansas, Oklahoma tomorrow, 3 o'clock on ESPN2 and right here on ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. You've got volleyball coming up at 5 on ESPNU, so you can kind of push right into that. And then you also have the, uh, the Army-Navy game. Guys, first time ever, it's in Foxborough. It's in Gillette Stadium. I just, just I thought it was in Philly every year, but they're playing oh, this Philly? game. Philly, no, they played in Washington. Um, it used to always be at RFK Stadium. Yeah. I think if I'm not is that, mistaken, is that they, they played it where they played. That's where they the old Washington uh, Redskins Stadium, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. And then they've yeah, I, I don't I don't know exactly if if there is a permanent you know has 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 been one site that's dominated more over the other. Bill Belichick. Lately. Bill Belichick is uh, his father used to coach it. I think he also did the Naval Academy. He's going to be the college game day guest picker tomorrow. So oh, that'll be exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with Navy. Next question. Yeah, he, uh, I, I, they don't have to pull him out of his shell a little bit. I think Saban's actually good when he's on game day in different college football. Belichick, though, they're going to have to really pull him out of his shell at this point. But get a lot oh, to. He has a media persona. He has a. He knows how to turn it on and off. Well, I think Saban, like when he's on uh, Pat McAfee's show, I mean, I think he's getting paid. And he's hilarious. Like, I actually think he's funny. McAfee I mean, he needs well, he's the money. getting paid. I mean, yeah. he needs the money. So. Uh, I is... mean, he's, uh, you know, I mean, McAfee pays Rogers. Mm-hmm. You know, Rogers, you know, talks about crystals and gets paid for it. You know, so uh, those 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 guys know when it's time to put on a show and when it's not. Mm-hmm. Not a bad gig. They, uh, they're, no, they're not dummies.
Celebrate the magic of Christmas at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in the historic Venetian Dining Room this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., your Christmas dinner includes a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12, dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6, eat free. Reservations required must have a credit card to hold reservation. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore, he's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, 531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right down to UFC and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet online. Where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, let's talk to the Silver Surfer who is in Rogers this morning. What's up, man? Morning. Morning. So I know you got the quarterback question, but I'd like to step backwards on the NIL. Go right ahead. The reality, the reality to it is, Ty, you're right to a certain extent. When it comes to somebody having an opinion on whether or not they should or shouldn't do something, if they don't contribute, kind of like if somebody doesn't vote, you don't really get a whole lot of say in politics. But the reality to it is not everybody can afford it. And I'm like you, I'm going to do just the tax deduction thing so I don't get spammed all day long over trying to get it. However, I truly believe that Hunter Yurchek and Sam Pittman both are on the path of leaving just because of that simple fact. I'm sorry, but we have a school that can't even go out and bring in contributors, big contributors. It's their job to go out and get these people to put money in the coffers for these kids. When you've got Alabama that has one contributor, a Toyota dealership, that's contributing more money to their program than all of the contributors that Arkansas has, you will never compete. Arkansas will never compete for much more than a eight and eight bowl game or a, a medium bowl game until we actually bring in some of the big contributors like other schools do. I kind of look at Sam Pittman and Juracek as that on TV preacher that's begging the older people for money because of the fact that's how they keep their doors open. I'm sorry. Your check's job is to go into Walmart and say, Walmart, 
And Walmart's not the only one, but come on. We're not getting enough money from any of the people around here to be able to do anything with the NIL, and that's where it's at. We may not like it, but that's where we're at. And the truth of the matter is, that's your check's job. That's what he needs to do. Cam Pittman's supposed to be out, you know, talking to the players, bringing them in. Your check's job is to go out and get those that big money to get that team built up to where we can be competitive with the big schools of Alabama. The money's here. It's just we don't seem to be able to get it to come in. Uh, well, you know, personally, if you want to know the truth about it, get all the guys on the football team to get on bicycles and start doing the bike tr- uh, trails. Walmart may put some money into the program. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one right there. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that I'm going to push back on just a little bit, and I hear what he's saying. I, 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 I hear what he's saying. The big corporations in Northwest Arkansas have been incredibly generous to the University of Arkansas. The Razorbacks are not the only thing that the University of Arkansas um, has going for it. And, I mean, um, we play in a Walton Arena. Um, you know, there's a, it's, it's the Tyson Poultry Center. Um, it's the Tyson Track Center. Um, you know, there's a big Walmart logo in that football stadium, a great big one. Well, And it was very expensive. J.B. Hunt. Look at these companies, the Georges. They've all given enormous amounts of money to the University of Arkansas. And um, I've never been a rich guy like that, but my guess would be their phone rings all day, every day. (laughs) People asking for money. Yeah. I mean, philanthropy, let's face it. I mean, philanthropy is a big business now. And these guys get hit up by everyone. And most people, no matter how much money you have, you give to what interests you. And um, this may not interest them as much. And it's not their job to be interested. Now, I get it on it's these people's job to go out and get that money. Well, anybody that's ever bought anything from the University of Arkansas, how many times do you get emails? How many times do you get phone calls? Mm-hmm. I get phone calls from people asking me if I want to up my ticket buy. And uh, uh, it, it happens all the time. Have you ever got so, th- so they are aggressive. They are aggressive. If you buy something, they'll ask you to buy something else. Have you ever gotten the robocall that you're doing the robocall? No, but well, I have. I've maybe, hung up on you before maybe, and you didn't know maybe it. Maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> that, Chuck, yeah. that Chuck was calling. That Chuck was voicing the robocall yeah. for the ticket yeah, office. We used to have those robocalls. Yeah. We used to record a lot of those yeah. back in the day. And uh yeah. Hey, yeah. but to your point, and it's not just the the Walton family or the Tyson. It, it's people like Charlie Baum and the and the and the Walker family that were early on in the ground oh, yeah. level of Walmart that made lots of money through stocks and different things that have given to the stadium in very public and private ways. So these guys build you know, those buildings. are Walmart. <laughs> you know that that's Walmart. They build money. buildings and stadiums. Yes. That kind of money builds buildings and stadiums. Yeah, and you have to have buildings and stadiums. And it's hard to ask somebody, well, why don't you build all our stuff for us and then pay for our players, too? That's a big ask. I think Bogle is uh, yeah, also a, a Bogle, Yeah, they were all in that first ring of four or five guys. Yeah. Silver Surfer, uh, to your point, you realize collectives are not just an Arkansas-Fayetteville-based thing, right? That is happening across college sports. And Ole Miss has got one. Alabama's got one. This is not a new idea that Hunter Yurchek and his staff in the athletics department have presented. But now his point is well made from the standpoint of athletic administrations all over the country. 
and we're so new into this. I don't know that there is a template, so to speak, yet. Mm-hmm. But they are and are already shifting the manner in which they recruit dollars, so to speak. Um, that's why this proposal we talked about yesterday from Charlie Baker, I think, significant because the way I read it, it allows for what I would call the commingling of funds. You know, you yeah. can use university dollars or athletic department dollars in NIL, whereas now it's got to be something entirely separate. But no matter how well some of these big corporations in Northwest Arkansas are doing, there simply are not enough people in our state to fund an NIL program for some of the states or versus some of the states we compete in. That's just the reality. It, it doesn't mean anybody doesn't love their school. It doesn't mean people don't give back. It's just a numbers game. Well, and 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 it, it, listen, we're just at the ground level of this. It, That's right, and, and we're just we're just scratching the surface on, I think, a the money it's going to take, and b the the methods and how they're they're going to raise it. Chuck, I know in North Central Arkansas, Baxter Regional Medical Center's there, and they're always looking to add great people to their team. They are right now. They certainly are. That is always something that they're doing. If 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 you're an LPN, if you're an RN, uh, they'd love to talk to you about the opportunities that they have there. But I want to talk today about just the facility overall and what it means to the people in this region. This is a magnet-recognized health system, compassionate care beyond measure. That's their mission. Uh, They have primary clinics. They have specialty care clinics in over 40 locations. They've got acute care. They've got an acute care hospital, outpatient surgery centers, 40 primary care clinics and specialty care clinics around the region. They offer some of the latest advancements in medicine as a result of all that. So those of you who are in north central Arkansas particularly, um, so fortunate to have this facility right in your own backyard. It is compassionate care beyond measure. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about them, you can log on to BaxterHealth.org. Justin is in Fayetteville on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, guys. Hey, got a, got a couple good topics that I wanted to chime in on. Um, first being with the, the collective NIL money between three Fortune 500 companies making a comparison to a local dealership in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's, it's pretty laughable. Um, when you when you think about the recent success that we've had in basketball, it's because of a couple things, Coach Musselman, and then you got to think about the the Hans Brian and Mandy Hunt who have actually helped from a very big financial standpoint stand up an elite basketball program right now. So I know we're kind of talking about football today, but look at all the other other success we've got on campus right now. Um, you look at the women's uh, volleyball team, for example. The second thing I wanted to kind of chime in on is what you guys are talking about this morning about Northwest Arkansas versus the rest of the state. 18 years of my life, I grew up in East Arkansas, and 18 years of my life, I live in Portland, Arkansas. It is 1,000% tougher and 1,000% more conviction to be a Razorback fan east and north of Interstate 40. It is ridiculously tough because people don't understand about the Razorbacks. There's some, a little bit of Arkansas State fans over there, but you got a lot of Ole Miss, Tennessee fans, and you've got to have a lot of compassion and conviction for the Razorbacks. So I just wanted to say that. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I, if anybody is wants to put up the money, the corporations that are put up here in, the, in a semi-recession and they think they know how to spend their money better, then please chime in. But I think everybody up here is doing a great job. Yeah. So. Hey, thanks for the call. We also got to remember these are publicly traded companies, right? 
Who's the first obligation to by the management well, and the board? Right. The shareholders. Right. Stockholders. So just you know, just because you're you're passionate about the team in your own backyard, you, know, you if you're going to give five million dollars of the company's money, it's one thing for you know one of the family members, the founding family members, to do that out of their own pocket, but for company money to roll through, well, you know, th these are businesses that have shareholders that have to answer to Wall Street let's ultimately. Be, let's be honest about something. When the Razorbacks are good in football, basketball, and baseball, the United States prospers. It's just a, it's just a reality. Based well, on our, our our corner of the United States does. That's yeah. for sure. No, the entire, but, 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 the entire you know, here's his, I want to go back to what he was talking about there. Um, you know, our basketball program has benefited greatly from Brian and Mandy Hunt. But that's not the J.B. Hunt company, nope. to kind of talk about Tommy's point right there. That's not the J.B. Hunt Corporation convening a board meeting and saying, hey, we're going to funnel a couple of million, you know, however much money we're going to funnel into a school's athletic program. Um, as Tommy said, try to get that passed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you've got an heir, as you do in this case, yes. who's really into a sport, um, but that's because they're really into it. Sometimes that's just luck of the draw. Um, you know, the Walton kids don't seem to be as interested in that as they are other things. But let me tell you, if you live in Bentonville, and the guy was talking about the bike trails earlier, and I know people in other spots kind of scoff at it a little bit, but if you're in that area, you understand what a big deal it is. And so I think we, you know, we have a tendency to, yeah, we need more money. Why don't you give it? Um, and, and we expect the people that have done well to give well, sometimes, they, you know, more than their share. Well, they got it. And, they can afford it. They can afford um, it. Yeah. So um, the reality is, again, in Arkansas, fellas, it's a numbers game. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I honestly think this proposal in the NCAA might work that Baker's talking about because, you know, Arkansas has got money to do a lot of things, but they can't pay players. You can't pay players out of that money that the athletic department has. A lot of TV money going around. Um I, I think the schools ought to be paying some of that TV money to those yeah. players. So I think what we ought to do is let's get Hunter on the show. And instead of having um, Chuck at the beach on July the 4th, I think like a Jerry Lewis telethon type deal. We'll just have <laughs> Chuck and Quinn host a telethon all July 4th weekend. Well, and uh, it'd be a 72-hour deal. And, and, you know, we'll get those phones a dialing. Big C had the idea earlier. <laughs> Every time you complain, you put a dollar in a jar. There you go. And it goes to the NIL. You yeah. give it to the NIL fund at the, at, at, at the end of the year. If you call for a guy to be fired, you put in two bucks. Yeah. And um, you pay to complain a little bit, you there know, you put some money in the jar, and at the end of the year, donate it all. I think I still had the best idea. That we'll, we'll have ushers come through the aisles with offering plates. Uh, Pass when the, the plate, When man. the hogs are up 10 with eight minutes to go, we're going to start right. passing the... Back in the, the day, they'd play the William Tell <laughs> Overture. Now they just pass the play, yeah, man. Usher's coming through the aisle. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Hey, congrats to Jason Watson and the Arkansas women's volleyball team advancing to the Elite Eight for the first time in program history. They'll play Nebraska tomorrow at 5 o'clock on ESPNU. So you can watch the Arkansas-Oklahoma game at 3 on ESPN2 or listen to it right here on ESPN Arkansas. Hit that line.com and then shift right into the volleyball game. Isaiah Gustav announced on Instagram that he is coming back to school. Today's day and age, you have to do that. The young freshman running back from Naples, Florida, uh, shown brightly in the last couple games. Hopefully we see a little more of him this next season. Bryce Stevens announced he's entering the portal. Saw that news yesterday. And Arkansas women's basketball won last night 100-60. to Talia Scott continues to have a freshman phenom season. 29 points for the young lady from Florida. And that's going to do it for your hog update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 8Sparky. Got a little long winded last segment. So we've got to speed this thing up as we welcome in our friend Sean from the Fence Man this morning. Sean, you were listening to the discussion. A lot of, uh, a lot of money talk this last segment, man. It takes a lot of money to make things happen. Whether you're running a sports program or a business, people have no idea all what it takes in the background, all the equipment, all the people, everything it takes to make everything move. It, it, it It's there. And it, you may not see it, and it may be flashy in some places, but the real real money's in the in the hardworking guys that are making those games happen. Well, are you ready to make people some money by giving out your picks? They don't need to bet on me. They don't need to bet on you. Well, <laughs> you bet on someone else as we get into our Fence Man Friday picks. Fence Man Friday picks. Call the Fence Man for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fence Man. We ain't afraid of no work. All right, let's start in a place we seldom do, and that's the National Football League, where the Dallas Cowboys are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday night football, maybe the biggest game of the week. Chuck, your Dallas Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Do they win by four or more points? On Sunday night, they're gonna blow them out. Oh, they're gonna blow them out. So uh, I'll take the Cowboys and give the points, and it's like taking candy from a baby. All right, I'm also gonna go with the Cowboys. They might be better without Mike McCarthy, who apparently just had appendix surgery with appendicitis. So I'm taking Dak Prescott in Dallas to to beat. I don't know blowout, but they're gonna win on Sunday by four more. Tommy. How many interceptions will Dak have in this game? Zero. Oh, come on now. He looked good in the last Philly game. Zero. Give me the Eagles. Sean, you going to go birds? You going to go boys? I can't go with the cowgirls. 
I'm going to have to go Eagles. Uh, split up. I was just starting to like, Sean. I was just starting to like you, man. Split up, two and two. All right, moving back to college football. The biggest game of the weekend and really one of the few games of the weekend, Army against Navy, where, guys, Army is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. I always like taking the underdog. I'm taking the midshipman in Foxborough, Tommy in this game my father-in-law jack lucas was in the navy he is uh he's going through some things right now so i'm going with the midshipman in uh, honor of my father-in-law all right chuck what say you matt zimmerman would scold me if i went with a fisherman <laughs> as he calls him so uh, i'm gonna go with army sean go army oh, army all right Guys, we got some interesting brought bets. Tommy brought this up earlier. Caleb Battles over under right now is 16 and a half and over seven and a half free throws. He's one of the best free throw shooters on the team. He's got over 20 points several times this season. To me, this is easy at plus 115. I think this is an easy bet for Caleb Battle, Tommy. How many points again? 16 and a half. That's what we, uh, I'm going to go over. Over, yes. Sean, does he score 17 points and make eight or more free throws? Yes. Easily. Easy. I think at this point. I mean, you were you were listening to Chuck earlier this, or excuse me, Chuck, you were listening to Must earlier this week. I mean, if they crowd battle, he just goes by them, and if he they don't get up on him, he's just going to shoot over the top. You know, he, he can do that, and he's got a quick release. I mean, he gets rid of the ball so quickly on the jump shot, but, man, he can pile up the points at the foul line and you know his free throw percentage is way up there it's actually not as good as it was at temple last year he was just a just a hair under 90 percent last year so i suspect as the season wears on i think his numbers have a chance to get better at the line and as long as he keeps you know i mean he's what what's he's he's getting like eight or ten a game um so um That'd be one I'd have to look at. Another one I want to mention, Makai Mitchell over under six and a half points and one, or over under a half a block. He's going to be important tomorrow, Tommy. I think he easily gets that with, I yeah. anticipate Trevin Brazil not playing. Yeah, over, especially with that block number. Easily at this point. Hopefully he, Trevin, by the way, Trevin Brazil over under pops not currently listed on the back series. Hi, everybody. So this is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Tyler, Musk got asked this week about Oklahoma being an SEC team out of next year. He said he didn't really care at this point. I know they'll start playing more significantly in football, basketball, and baseball starting in 2024. Is there any extra significance, in your opinion, in this game with the two teams being conference foes starting next year? I don't know if there's extra significance. It's just a really exciting mood right now with this basketball team, which has not been the case this time of the year. 
since Trey Young was on campus. Like, I, I, I've been thinking about this all week long. When was the last time people were this in tune and this excited about the basketball team? And it's probably been since Trey Young. And, you know, Kelvin Sampson, that's kind of – Ty, that's who I grew up with uh, when he was a basketball coach here in the 90s and the early mid-2000s. And he even said when OU is going to the Final Four in 2002 – and then they go to the Elite Eight the year after that. This incredible run with three consecutive uh, Big 12 tournament championships as well. They were doing a lot of big things during that time. But even Kelvin said, OU fans really don't care about basketball until football season is officially over and we get to January, mid-January. And that's still true today. But for OU fans to even really get invested in basketball, they have to be really good once we get to early to mid-January as well. Not only does this team look good, but they're playing an exciting brand of basketball. I don't know if it's any more important, this game, for the future, but I do think it's very important to keep this fan base engaged as we're now officially in hoop season around here. Now, Tyler, I know there wasn't a lot of hype surrounding this team in the preseason. Mosier did a good job adding some guys out of the portal. Just talk about some of the, the players that he was able to add and what kind of matchup dynamic they present for Arkansas tomorrow. Yeah, and, and for uh, Arkansas fans that have you know gone to this game the past couple of years in Tulsa, this is not anything like the team that you've seen the past two years. I, I think this team is a lot better, but just style-wise, they're a lot different. The backcourt is really fun. It's really exciting. Javian McCollum is uh, one of the new names on this roster. I think he's the best scorer they have. We've been asking around here for a few years now, when are they going to get a guy? that you can just give him the ball at the top of the key and he can go get you a bucket early in the game, late in the game. When are they going to get a guy through recruiting? When are they going to get a guy through the portal that says, hey, we need a bucket, go get us one. Javian McCollum is that guy. But he's not the only one. Milo Suzanne is kind of that guy as well. Otega Owe is a guard. I mean, they're, they're really good. At, um, at the guard spot. Now, I, I wouldn't say in the post that's where they're best, but they got a couple of nice players. Sam Godwin, uh, who was here a year ago, uh, they got a transfer from Pitt as well. So just, just kind of all around. They're averaging 85 points per game, which the past two years would have been just crazy to think about. Not only did Porter flip this roster, but they, were, they weren't playing an exciting brand of basketball the past couple of years. A lot of low-scoring games they were trying to win with defense. Not this year. They're high-flying. They're playing above the rim. It's a, it's a fun, exciting team to watch with a lot of new faces, for sure. Tyler, what's Porter Mosier's you know, philosophy or approach with the portal? We've seen Eric Musselman overhaul more than half of his roster in his time at Arkansas each and every year. Um, what's Mosier's approach? How do they want to deal with NIL and portal within that basketball program? Yeah, NIL's been... Um, NIL's been lacking a bit with the uh, with the basketball program. I, I don't know if that's a huge surprise. I mean, just so much goes to football and, frankly, guys, even softball now around here. Um, but there's just not a whole lot to spread out with the, with the basketball program. They're making strides. I, I think he wants to be just like everyone else and, you know, use the portal. I definitely think he still wants to have good recruiting classes year in and year out. But there hasn't been a whole lot to sell here recently. Like, Porter... Porter was on the hot seat coming into this year after missing the NCAA tournament the past couple of years. You can't do that three years in a row. So it kind of felt like his job was on the line coming into this year, and, and so far so good. They're 8-0 in a top-20 team. But 
I, I think that they want to continue to get two, three, maybe even four guys a year through recruiting. But will you see OU still use the transfer portal? A- a- absolutely. I don't think it'll be a roster overhaul year in and year out with some programs. And they've still got some young players who are sophomores this year that they got out of recruiting that they really like. But, yeah, Porter's going to always want to dip into the transfer portal. And honestly, guys, at a program like Oklahoma, you're probably going to have to do that on a year-in, year-out basis. Any appetite with OU administration, boosters, anyone for a a new basketball facility? Lloyd Nobles has more seasons behind it than probably ahead of it and moving into a new league. um, Any talk or appetite for upgrading that facility? There is a vote this month, actually. And it's been shot down before. Um, I mean, we, we've been talking about that for three, four years now. And the vote is for an off-campus arena, which turned some people off. There's a fight with the city council of Norman. They think it's going to drive away local business. It's, it, it's, been an, it's been an absolute mess, to be honest with you guys. But it's actually off-campus, but they're going to build, or what they want to build, an entire entertainment uh, district around. So I'm thinking of, you know, like Ballpark Village in St. Louis, some of these other, uh, you know, Major League Baseball parks, uh, you know, pro places around the country where it's not just the game, but they have an entertainment area around. OU really, really wants this. Porter Moser has publicly, any time he's had a chance, has publicly said, guys, we need this arena and, and we need it bad. We need a new arena. Texas just built a new basketball arena, and it is incredible. And a lot of people are, are showing up now to Texas Hoops. They got the new arena. It helps that they're all so good. But Baylor, Baylor is even um, getting a new arena a- as well. So some of the teams that you've been playing with in the same conference are upgrading, getting better arenas, and you, you, you probably have the worst one in all of the Big 12. I mean, it was really set up as the multi-purpose arena, like may- maybe more of a place where you host concerts. It's just not a great game day feel. So we've been talking about that for three, four, five years now. They want to build something around, you know, 8,000, maybe a little bit of a smaller venue, but to get more people there to make it feel full. And honestly, it's, it's going to continue to be one of the major topics when we talk about OU basketball. Will they get that new arena or not? We're talking with Tyler McComas. He's the host of the ref or host of the rush in Norman uh, drive time over there on the McCarty Daniel hotline. Tyler, you just mentioned the appetite for football that OU fans had relative to basketball. So let's change subjects to football. I know this season, Dylan Gabriel had some good stats. He's transferring out, was able to beat Texas in that wild game in Dallas. Uh, Oklahoma did not make the big 12 championship. What is the like just the feel that you get about that program from a football standpoint. Do they feel like they're on good terms right now as they enter the SEC next year? I think there's confidence, um, but there's also somewhat of realistic expectations. Like I think everyone knows what OU's walking into, and, and I don't know Ty if I've said it to you this way, but the way that I phrased it on my show is. I think OU schedule this year, and you play teams like UCF at home, TCU at home, Iowa State at home, uh, a soft non-conference schedule, but you were at BYU, at Cincinnati. Uh, it's, it's more than likely the easiest schedule that you're ever going to have in, in program history now that you're moving into the SEC. 
So you go from which is probably going to be the easiest schedule that you just had moving forward to maybe the toughest schedule that you've had certainly in recent memory, but maybe in program history next year. Going to LSU, going to Auburn, going to Ole Miss, going to Missouri, Bama and Tennessee coming to Norman, playing Texas on a neutral site. There is an incredible amount of excitement. People are ready to be in the SEC. We think that we fit there better, um, especially on the football side. Are a bunch of people around here going to be predicting national champion, a national championship or an SEC title berth? I don't think the majority of the people will be expecting that. But now there, there's always high expectations with this program. Will people be really upset if they roll off a 7-5 and five next year? A- absolutely. Will people be upset if you're an 8-4 and four team next year? Probably, yeah. If I had to guess next year what the expectations are of the fan base going into 2024, your first year in the SEC, I'm going to guess it's somewhere between 9-3 and three and 10-2 and two next year is what I would probably guess. How's Brent Venables in terms of stability right now? Where, where is he at with that fan base? Oh, good. I, I think his approval rating is still... It's still very high because everyone here recognizes that, you know, he at least has the right blueprint or at least the blueprint that's always worked at OU um, because OU's never won a national championship without an elite defense. And Lincoln Riley was going to try and win a national championship without really a good defense ever. And really towards the end, you recognize that's just not, that's not going to happen. That's not going to bring you consistency in, in the SEC. And, and there's still questions w- with Brent. Um, they're getting dominated in time of possession way too often. Maybe that's more on Jeff Levy, who's now the head coach at Mississippi State. Um, they they got to do things offensively, not so up-tempo, that helps out their defense quite a bit. But the overall fan approval of Brent Venables, the 10-2 and two absolutely helped. The game management was a lot better this year. The recruiting classes continue to be excellent, and they're getting big-time players on the defensive side of the ball, which wasn't happened with the previous coaching staff. I, I think a lot of people feel good about where it's at, but, of course, we'll see, we'll see where it's at in a year's time. It's a, it's a huge year, and it's crazy to think about it this way, but it is a new chapter of OU football. It's, it, it's pretty wild what's about to happen around here. Tyler, we'll leave it there this morning. We appreciate you making some time for us as we get set for this Arkansas-Oklahoma tomorrow matchup in the BOK Center. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you bet. Anytime, man. All right, uh, Tyler here with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Chuck, I, I think we're just uh, – I think both sides of the uh, of the state line uh, really haven't grasped what this series can become in all sports. And he mentioned softball there. Arkansas softball program has been on the rise OU is the gold standard in, the, in that sport. Baseball, I mean, I think these conversations are going to get fun, and I think uh, tomorrow's just another example of, of what we're going to enjoy having OU in the league. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of these matchups are going to be good. I think, you know, as I listened to Tyler, a couple of things came out. Um, it's going to be fun for us to play them in basketball, baseball, softball, but it's going to be more fun for us than them because that's a football school to the core, and they're going to have to change a little bit of their philosophy in that regard as they move into the southeastern conference i know they're great in softball i i understand that they're 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 ready for anything there but beyond that you know the 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 care level is um is just not there for anything uh, just just anything except football their fans feel good because they beat texas this year
they're ten and two. But if they were ten and two and they'd lost to Texas, they wouldn't feel as good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good that's the uh, that's the that's the that's the biggest deal to them. And as much as I hate to say it, guys, OU and Texas are a lot more SEC ready than we'd like to think. A lot more ready. Texas is upgraded on the defensive line. I thought at this time a year ago, OU was more SEC ready than Texas. I don't think that anymore. Yeah, I, re- I remember us talking about, we posed that question in the summer, and, I, and I'm curious again where they go with the quarterback position. I mentioned Dylan Gabriel transferring. We're talking about more in the trench play at this point, but we know you can't be successful in this league without a capable quarterback. And who they pull out of the portal whether it's a guy on campus, is going to be important for their next move into this conference. They got fooled when Lincoln Riley was their head coach. When you can score a lot of points, your fan base always thinks you're better than you are. You know, they always think you can beat anybody out there. When you can score 60 points against a nobody or run it up when that snowball starts rolling in a game against an Iowa State or somebody like that, um, you're really not proving anything in those games. They have got to develop a defense. He is right about that. Venables, I suspect, given his past with OU, is probably the best guy to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think OU will be fine. Their fans and Texas's fans are going to have to adjust their expectations by one or two losses a year. If an OU fan thinks OU's coming into the league and going 10-2 and two next year, They're nuts. I got news for them. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask Tyler about the basketball facility because – as he described, they're woefully behind now in the Big 12. It's going to be an even They're bigger... last in the Big 12. They're last in the SEC. They're, they're, they're last behind last. and So I'm going to assume, and I don't know the, 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 the exact answer, if they don't have an arena that's kind of up to snuff, they probably don't have a practice facility that's as good as most of the league and the other facilities that go along with the, the whole package at Arkansas. So that's an area they're going to have to invest, if, you know, because we think, well, facilities don't matter. We say that in the SEC because everyone has them. Well, if you're the one that doesn't, it will matter to Porter Mosier, and you'll be looking for a new coach one way or the other pretty soon because facilities still matter. They're just kind of even in, in this league. Well, they're going to have a lot more money to work with now. They'll build a new basketball facility primarily because Texas just built one. They'll build a new basketball facility. It'll be, it'll be as Tyler said. It'll be a 7,500, 8,000-seat arena. But uh, it'll, it'll, it'll service them fine, and – they're at a place where, as he said, I mean, basketball season starts when football season's done, and they're not going to change that. But I do think that they'll do something. And, and I would imagine what he talked about in terms of their board's vote, I, I would imagine that they'll vote to build a new arena. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.